Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, we have another short show tonight. Um, I believe the ladies are going to talk about Doctor Who to start. Um, then they will have some real estate, and then the three of us will do Murder at the End of the World, and we will close out the show with Monarch Legacy of Monsters with me and Karen, which should be a fun conversation. Um, so, there is that. Uh, while I wait for co-host, um, I have started watching the Orville, finally. It's something I always wanted to watch. I like Seth MacFarlane a lot. Um, started watching the Orville. I really like it. It's, uh, you know, I was expecting something a lot goofier um, and kind of maybe slapsticky even. But it's actually really, I mean, it's, it's funny, but it's really, really, really good. A little more serious than I expected. And I have a co-host, yay. Hello. Good evening. What it, What is funny but more serious than you expected? I heard the tail end of what you're talking about. Uh, the Orville. The what? The Orville. What's the Orville? The, you mean the series? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Uh, that's no. new. I thought you said something new. You just no, no, yeah, no. No, something... No, something I finally got around to watching. I see. I need to watch the end of it. I watched a good bit of it when I did the interviews, and then I I never had time to finish it. Yeah, I think I'm like halfway through season two. Oh, I didn't like it. Marvel, I watched the first, like, two or three episodes. I hate Seth MacFarlane. I, I, mean, yeah, I, I don't like hate Seth MacFarlane. MacFarlane. I've, never met, I've never met Seth MacFarlane. I don't hate him. I don't enjoy his <laughs> brand of entertainment. <laughs> I'm sure Seth MacFarlane does not care what you feel about it. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't like it. You know, I liked it, but I feel like I'm not the intended audience. I think a lot of people that like it are people who are, like, fans of Star Trek. I mean, you're more, I think, more of the audience than I am, but I I never really watched much of Star Trek other than, like, the parts I've watched of the cards. So I don't really... I don't relate to it as much, but I liked what I saw. You know, anyway. I responds well to most comedy. Yeah, I'm it's not like a good comedy. comedy. It's kind of broad comedy, which I don't really. Anyway, hi, you guys. Hello. Hi. How are you? So, I hope you can hear me okay. I'm in my car. I'm just like three blocks from my house, so if there's noise, I apologize. I went to a Christmas thing tonight, and I'm just on my way home. Right. Well, it's that time of year um, where, where Karen Karen's going to do lots of podcasts from her car. She's leaving somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just going to say, do you want me to to really quick? I know we don't got to. We're not going to yeah, wait because you've seen it. Do you want me to tell you I'd what I ha- thought of the episode of Doctor yeah. Who? I'd be happy if you talk about Doctor Who. As I told you, I only like saw the very beginning where the TARDIS like deposits the Doctor and Donna in like what appears to be an abandoned spaceship. And then the TARDIS is like goes into emergency mode and like disappears and leaves them stranded with no Sonic. Like the Doctor, I did enjoy the part where Donna's like, "Where's the Sonic?" And he's like, "Oh, I left it, left it, you know, in the keyhole of the TARDIS." And she's like, "Well, do something." And he's like, "I can't." And that, you know, that's about. Um, I, you know what I saw? I saw the part where they like went into the 
like captain's chair, wherever they went, and the doctor got some drones that he released to go around and like, I don't know, the doctor was like trying to figure out like where the ship had been and he was like, oh, the ship is lost. And then I was like, oh, I gotta go. So I only saw the first like 15 minutes. I didn't really oh, okay. ever get all into the mystery except why did the okay. TARDIS leave them. Okay, well, I will I will talk about it more in, in broad strokes, and then when you, you know, next week we can talk about it when we talk about the final one. Um, okay. But you don't you don't care, though, if I say something that spoils it, or do you not want me to? It's fine. Go ahead. Say what you want okay. to say. Okay, well, you're right. They get they get stuck. They get stuck at the edge of the world, of the universe or of time or whatever, time and space, which we've kind of seen done in different ways on this show before. I, I'm not sure why. They acted like it was this thing that never happened before. At least I feel like it has. They've, they've yeah. called it different things in different episodes, but, I mean, we've seen them at, at the edge of nothingness before. But that's basically what it is, is nothing. Well, what it's about is at some point they're in outer space that on this, um, on this spaceship, the uh, aliens came in, basically, and the uh, captain that was on ended up going out the airlock. That's the basis of what they know. But these aliens, they uh, – I, I think it's kind of fun, but it, it wasn't – I expected it to be silly, and it, it really – most of it most of it wasn't. The aliens start to look like them. So the, it's like about doppelgangers, but it's not it's, – it's different than the other ones we've seen. And it was actually kind of creepy. The way they did it, like I expected at first it was going to be really funny because, like, they're um, – they had trouble keeping different body parts. <laughs> that makes no sense saying that. It sounds crazy saying that. The right, um, like, size, like their arms were really long for a while. So there was, like, some silly moments like that. But I, I don't know. I thought a lot of the episode w- was kind of creepy. I would have liked to have seen more of them, like, showing that they know each other and that's how they figure out who it is. But they didn't. Oh, because if there's, like, like- you mean like there's like how does the doctor know if it's the real Donna or the alien duplicate Donna? Right, kind of thing. Right, but at yeah. the same time, the way they did it actually made it a bit different, which was why they had such a hard time telling because they each retained all their memories, um, so oh. they knew everything. I mean, in a way, that is kind of still how they figured it out, but not not in the way you normally would think. They're not like, well, I know that Donna wouldn't know this because they know everything it's more the way they act so they it sort of still did go that way i just would have liked it to have been used more to explore their friendship in that way i guess is what i'm saying but it also made it interesting and a little little freaky um they the the one thing that i guess was I, i don't know if it was meant to mean anything or it was just kind of like a throwaway reference to before the uh alien that was inside donna could see all the time because of, she had been the doctor could see all of like the doctor's time between when he left her and when he saw her again, which Donna can't see. So in a way the alien actually had a little bit more memories. It's not that she doesn't have it. It's just like too much for her to, for her human brain, I guess, to handle. So, so you mean like, like when, you mean like when the doctor was 11, 12 and 13? Yes. Because there's like a throwaway line about the flux, and I, I forget exactly what they say, but it it could be taken that it was just like a reference for us to watch the rest of it, and it could mean that that's going to come back. But since there's only one episode, I'm kind of guessing it was more just a throwaway line, um, because it was just the fact that she says something like that that she can't 
see it because it's, it's, I forget exactly what she says, but like that it's too much to handle. And so she, she doesn't actually know what happened like, like the alien did, but it may, it was just kind of like a revelation that she knew it to him, but it wasn't really, it's hard to explain. It didn't really end up important because Donna didn't remember it in the end anyway, basically. Um, yeah. So, yeah. The the main thing I will I will say about this, like I said, I do think the episode was creepy, which was surprising to me because I did not I expected it to be more silly and it was more of like a darker, serious one for the most part. Um it definitely once again, more so than even the first one, you can tell they put a lot of money into this. Because the spaceship, like, you can just tell they've spent a lot. Although this time I don't think it really was detrimental. I mean I think it service the story as long as it still has kind of its you know uh cheesy type stuff that the doctor has it doesn't bother me and it was it was kind of like that because it was more just used in the special effects where i guess it should be used you know and yeah um, i thought i thought i noticed that in the first 15 minutes i was like wow this looks even better than i mean there were a couple green screen things that didn't look great but i don't mind because it's doctor who and i'm almost like did they do it on purpose, but like there were shot like when that little drone was flying around outside the spaceship and coming around the front to look in it with Donna and Doctor, like yeah, that was some like the best outer space effects you've ever seen on Doctor Who, right? Yeah, like, at least on Doctor Who, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the point of it, though, what I was just going to say, and, and again, probably we'll talk about this more next week rather than me going into to deep into it now. But it is in my mm-hmm. review if, if people want to realize it. I think that a lot of this episode, and I know the first episode sort of was too, but I think a lot of this episode dealt, again, with, with duality and, like, the two mm-hmm. sides of everything. Because if you think at the beginning, like he says, because you probably saw this part. Like, he has the sonic screwdriver and he has the regular screwdriver. Oh, yeah, and I, yeah. I feel, I feel like a lot of that was kind of representative of the episode because the aliens, and again, he says you don't care, I, I, I spoil things, but the aliens basically say that they became, because he asked them, why are you evil? Because they had no purpose. They were like sort of floating in space. And they said, which we've heard this before on other shows, but that, you know, they were evil because of what they took from Earth, like the, the hate and the, the pain and everything else, and that that's why they became the way they were. And Dawn is like, that's not all we are. And I think that's right. like the crux of the episode is saying that, you know, everybody has both sides. And and it's also kind of the same thing, too, with like the Dr. Donna, you know, you have, which I didn't even think of till now when I'm saying this. But like they're sort of, you know, opposite parts of him at the same time, even just, you know, with that. But, um, yeah, I, I took a lot of it to kind of be about that, which I talked about in my review. And we can talk about more next time and you can see. Um, if you if you right. think that, because there is the fact that the pilot sacrificed herself to to try to save everybody, which is kind of showing that you know that we aren't all just evil. Yeah, you know, like Earth is often represented to aliens, but um, right. But yeah, and yeah. then uh, I'm trying to think how it ended. Um, I'm trying to remember, I don't even remember how it ended, but. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot, but like I said, it, it's kind of like a, a freaky, I don't want to say, say claustrophobic, but like it's like kind of isolating because they're both apart through a lot of it trying to get back to each other. So I really liked it. Um, I think it was nice to have the first episode was kind of like a more, you know, lighthearted adventure, and this one's more one of the serious. So I'm curious to see yeah. what the third will be. Well, and I really, I mean, 
I am looking forward to watching it. And I, you know, I, I got a little excited at the beginning, the part that I was able to see where, you know, I just, I mean, I, you know, Donna, I mean, Donna's not just one of my favorites. She's a fan favorite companion for good reasons. Um, and I really, um, there's a part in the beginning where, you know, Donna's like, I got to go home. Like I, my family's waiting for me. And the doctor's like, you know, um, I don't know, he says, like, we're stuck here on this ship, and we have to figure – there's a part where Donna says, all right, well, let's go out there and kick its arse. And, you know, Donna's so – I mean, I like her with the – one of the things that makes her such a great companion for me is, like, her. she's so forceful, and she's so yeah. courageous, and she is not – not that other companions need the doctor to protect them, but Donna doesn't – you know, Donna is but a force to be reckoned with. This- Take on her own right. Risk, still like you, you right. Like you saying that like you're right. Like Clara was kind of like the same way, but at the same time she would just risk everything and didn't care, which was kind of a yeah. problem. Became a problem. Yeah. Um, Donna isn't. She wants to get home. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean that's a that's a little bit of a difference between a companion who's who is romantically attracted to the doctor or who puts the doctor first and ha- like Clara had nobody else really right and mm-hmm. like somebody like. Donna and, and, and really Amy are like the two modern companions who are like, I have something else that is more important to me than the doctor. Yeah. 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 Cause you kind of want to at the same time shake Donna and be like, he can take you back to a moment after you left, you know? But, right. Yeah. Um, he can get you back one second thing. after you left. It'll be fine. <laughs> but, yeah. Assuming it yeah. all goes well and she doesn't end up dead, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of well, there's that. Yeah. yeah. There's always but, that part. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, after you so, see it, we'll, right. we'll go more in depth of it. But that's that's okay, my quick, cool. Uh, my quick. That was very good review, thing. Jamie. Okay, thank you. Well, rather, and like I said, if so. people want to read more of my, my what I think, they can go on the website too. All cool. right. Well, if people are listening, it's because they care what you think, so they will. Yeah, hopefully. All right. So, you okay. Do, want we do the real estate quickly, and then we'll move on to murder at the end of the world. Yes, I watched the real estate a few days ago, and um, can you remind me what the? I remember the whole student stuff, but what was the case of the week? It's Lomax, uh, right? This was yeah. This was the one, at least from what I I can tell, from what I remember. I'm hoping I got the right one. Is the one with um the the it was like the whole the guy for I told you was from Winona Earp, that played Jeremy, in Winona Earp. About him being oh, dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's dead, and the wife was remarried, and, like, the guy didn't – he kind of didn't know he was dead at first, and he was a jerk, like, ex-husband. Like, he was, like, angry that his widow was remarried, and he kind of was – there's a part where – He's kind of like, if it, I can't have her, nobody can, basically. Yeah, there's a part where someone says, like – she says, how long was I supposed to wait? And he says, Forever. Right, like he uh, had to come to terms with. Like, uh, I think at the end he says, "I thought I loved you so much I couldn't live without you, and now I realize I love you so much that I want you to have a life without me, or something like yeah, that." He says, "Right, I can't yeah, remember exactly what he says, but now he, I think he says, yeah. like, now I love you enough that I can, or something like that.' Now I love you enough to let you go, or something like that." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really like this episode, and also the other the other big thing is the fact that Luke uh, can has his powers now. 
Oh, yeah. So that was confirmed. We had talked about that last week, right? Yes, and I went my mouth when you asked me to answer yeah. you. Because I talk- kind of, yeah, to go back to what we were saying, I wasn't sure when she touched him if it was saying that she had the power or if it, like, somehow turned his back on, I guess. But yeah. I definitely took it that his mother could do it, too, and that maybe that's why she left because she didn't want to make it worse or didn't want to give it to him or whatever. I mean, I think she knew that he could do it back then, but maybe she thought it made it worse that she could. I don't, I don't know. But um, whatever it was, it turned his back on, which I think is the, um, the important thing. Is this, this is, oh, see, I don't know, because I, I, getting them mixed up, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Was this, did he have a conversation with his father in this one? Or no? no. Maybe not. Okay. No. That's not. No, he, um, Luke speaks to, I think it's Phil he speaks to, um, and mentions, uh, he speaks to someone, and they say, have you spoken to your father yet? And he says no. And okay. I, I don't think, someone says, have you spoken with your father? And he says okay. no. I don't know if that's, if he, I don't think he talks to his mother in this one. So No, I, really, I don't think he does either. I think I'm mixing up episodes. But, but somebody, uh, but okay. somebody asked him, have you seen your father? And he says no. Yeah. Um, um, so I was just going to say, Melanie Scrafano directed this one and she directed the finale too, because I was confused and I was looking at the credits and when I rewatched part of the finale, um, she directed that too. So that's pretty cool. But, um, I'm sure you saw all the references, all the, uh, Winona Earp comic books. I thought that was cool. I liked that they did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were all on the, um, because the, the dead guy was a, um, a, uh, comic book like popular culture collector guy yeah like yeah um yeah. i so yeah, that, i did so i now that we've sort of rehashed it and it's all sort of back to me i did like the storyline um i i you know the case of the week we're back to being more of a ghost and less of like some of these like other kinds you know we had werewolves we had other kinds of things um we're back to uh, a ghost. I liked it. I liked, I mean, that guy was such a, you know, he, he seemed like such a jerk. At the, I can't remember his name, but the dead husband. I like, what I was going to say, though, I like that his name is Zion. I don't remember how they pronounce it. But it says Zion. 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 Z-A-Y-A-N. I'm looking at one But anyway, I was going to say, I do like, though, the one thing we talk about it being different, though, I do like the fact that, yeah, this guy's a jerk, but he's not bad. Like, this ghost is not, like, hurting. I mean, you know how the story goes. Obviously, you've seen it. But, I mean, he's not, like, an evil trying to murder the people in the house, per se. He's just upset more than anything. And he's taken well, it out on. Pissed at the he, I mean, husband. he was trying to he murder people. He was not. trying to, he was going to swing a baseball bat and try to kill the new husband. He was, I mean, he definitely was going to commit violence in the beginning of this episode. If he had a way to, re- if he had a way to but reach out from, point, yeah, I guess my point he's not is a though, demon. He he's not a entity. Yeah, more what he's I'm not a demon. Of. He's not a demon. He's not a monster. He's not inherently like. But he was a. Uh, I mean, he was very angry, I guess, and very jealous, and very uh, jerky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but he, yeah. Yeah. But he ended up. And then he kind of comes around. He He comes around. Yeah. And he saved her husband in the end too. He does. Um, Yeah. So Luke has to pretend like he did it. I thought that was funny. 
Um, yeah. So Susan, story wise, so Zoe goes into the house, and um, we, we see Susan's inside the mirror. That I, was last is this week. The yeah. one the house that was around? the previous episode. Okay, yeah. it was a previous episode. Okay, well, welcome. I don't in know. In this episode, what happens in this episode is like. In this episode, Zoe has, like, you know, spoken to Luke, and Phil is doing research on the house. They can't really find out who owned the house before. There's some mystery surrounding this house, right? But, yeah. you know, Luke is calling. He goes to the house, and and the house is pretending it's Susan. And it's like, oh, Luke, don't come back here. Uh, oh, okay. Look at your color-coordinated clothes. You're such a jerk. And he's like, oh, I know you're not, Susan, because Susan believes in color coordination. And, like, he has this conversation with the house. Like, he's outside the door, right? It's the smart speaker. It's the house talking to him, and he's having these conversations, and Luke is like, I know you're not Susan. I know you're not Susan. And I'm coming in there to get Susan. And it ends. Luke calls the meeting, and they're like, let's go and get Susan. And the elevator opens, and Susan's in the elevator, and she's like, we got to talk. Come on. That's how it ends. It will be the next episode will be – I saw the promo. The next episode, they're kind of like, is it Susan? Is it not Susan? Because I feel like it's not going to be Susan. It's the house, right? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Um, Yeah, I feel, I I thought the same thing when I first seen it. I'm not, I mean, I can't say anything about it. Yeah. I know you can't. Um, But, uh, you know, I liked it partly because, you know, I've been a little frustrated that seven, eight episodes and Susan's been, you know, the actress, uh, Sarah Levy's been sidelined, the character's been sidelined. And, you know, it's great to see her back. Um, it's kind of, I mean, I'm interested to see, you know, she gets out of the elevator. Is it Susan? Is it not Susan? Is Susan possessed? Is Susan being controlled by the house? Does Susan really want to, like, who knows? It could be anything, right? You've seen it. Mm-hmm. I know you can't say anything. Um, yeah. Oh, I just got a paper cut on my hand. Ow. Um, um, it's bleeding. Um, so, but I was kind of, I'm kind of excited to, you know, I wanted her back. Um, I love her yeah. character. I've wanted her back, and we're going to get her back for, I don't know, we'll be have a couple episodes left. There's and only we don't one really know what we're getting. Okay, There's so the finale, finale next which week. kind of stinks. Yeah, because I would have liked to have heard her yeah. back longer, too. But, yeah, it's the finale next yeah. week. So. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, now what? Yeah. Um, uh, was okay. I was gonna say. I think they mentioned Elsa in this one. I don't think they really. I don't think she was. Was she in this episode? Do you remember? Who? The who? um. The aunt, yes, I know who you mean. The old, the the lady the who, can't who can't die. die. Yeah. Who's like whatever she is, immortal, not immortal. Um, there was discussion of like we just saw Lomax on the phone saying, "Oh, can't you give her some more time to move out? Yeah, lived there a long time." And I guess it's just a little foreshadowing of. Maybe that story will continue next week. Yeah. Um, yep. I would guess uh, that. Um, I would guess that, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to see. So there – see, I'm getting – part of me is getting mixed up, like, which is which, because I'm reading this recap, and I swear some of it's from the wrong episode, but um, – because this is where they, it says they talk to the builder of the of the house. That doesn't make sense. No, I, if I were, if I, okay, if I recall correctly, Phil Maybe was saying, "Look, I'm trying to, 
to I try can't to hang out that, that's how, I remember him saying I found the name of the builder. Okay. I don't think they spoke to the builder of the house in this episode. I don't think. That might I be what recall. it is. I'm, um, Phil I, was yeah, trying to get trying some to information. Them Phil can't find out. Like who? He was like, I don't know who owned the house last. I don't really know. Yeah. Because like, usually he'll be like, oh, this person was killed there. And the point I, is, I we're believe, trying to find out more about Susan's house. Yeah, yeah. I believe he says I found the builder, but that they hadn't. I don't think they spoke to him. No, I don't. I, 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 it, it says they're trying to find him. I'm, I don't. Yeah. I don't usually. I just kind of scan through what it says to pick up pieces that I, for what I missed, Remember. you know, to remind me. And, and I thought oh, it said he did. Okay, but yeah, but they're trying to find him. Um, the only other thing I was going to say is that I'm, I'm trying. And get it up. I have no computer right now, pretty much. Let's just, that's the gist of my problem right now. I'm having to do everything oh. on the iPad and little bits on my laptop, which does not work well at all. So um, I'm trying to get up tonight the uh, interview with Elena, who plays Lomax. And then yeah. um, hopefully that will go up. And then tomorrow I have uh, Marie Steen Went, who plays Augie. I'm going to get. It all goes well. Oh, cool. Episode airs. Um, that oh. was supposed to be a video interview. Ended up over the phone because my laptop would not stay connected to Zoom, and I kept losing him. So it, it was it was a long night trying to fix it last night. Oh, but, so um, that's the other thing that that's the other thing that happened in this episode. Augie called in that woman, his old coworker that we met when he worked in her lab a couple weeks ago. She came in and helped them. She's helping them on the Susan situation. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Or, yeah, if, yeah that must have been some in this one, yes. I, yeah, that's that was why I didn't want to, I'm just trying to keep them separate in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah and I, I did talk to him about her, too. So that okay. will all be coming up, before, hopefully before the episode tomorrow, assuming I can get everything <laughs> to work. That will be up. Um, cool. So yeah. Uh, the other thing that's, that's got to go up, and, and this is just separate from this, I just want to mention before we move on to the next show, unless you have something else to say about this. I don't want to. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. Um, I also covered uh, the movie uh, The Shift, which oh, is, yeah? I really is that the, enjoyed. Is that the Sean Astin movie? Yes, yes. And I talked to Sean Astin and um, Christopher. And uh, Christopher who? The, wow. I don't know how to say his name. Palaha. I'm going to butcher it, so I didn't want to say it. But the the other lead of it, I had talked to, and also um, Neil McDonough and um, the uh, director. So uh, yeah, that's all coming. That that was when I. God, I, I just got to say, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a podcast. I should talk about my interview for that. But I just, I was so embarrassed when I did that interview. I'm talking to these people and my, like, I think my video card on the laptop, I think is what has been broken. And it kept like blinking. So I kept losing the video and I didn't know if they were losing me or not. And like, I don't want to talk over somebody, but I also don't want them to be sitting there like, duh, like, why isn't she talking? So I'm just kind of like, I don't do through part of it. And I apologize to him after we were laughing. I'm kind of like smiling and like just just nodding my head and hoping that they're done talking when I say something because I completely kept losing them. It, it was not fun. It was, it was just, it was funny, but it wasn't fun at the same time. But I did at least get the interviews done. 
So there's that. Those are going to be up, those two interviews, okay. this week as well. Um, but like All I right. said, they, having the computer issues means they are not up yet, but they will be. So but okay. that was, anyway, back to what I was saying. That was a really good movie. Um, I did enjoy the movie. Um, I think people should go watch it. It's like it, it's advertised as a faith-based film, and, I mean, it, it kind of has that, I guess, some. But, like, I think in a way they should just advertise it as, you know, not advertise it that way. They didn't need to advertise it that way, I guess, because I watched it as, like, a sci-fi film not knowing that until I watched it. And, like, I just enjoyed it as a sci-fi film, too. So I think, you know, lots of people can like it. It's good. Okay. Good. Put on the list. I just heard about it the other day for the first time. Yeah. And um, I know also the company, Angel Studios, if you go on, like, their website and stuff, they're even giving out some free tickets and stuff because people donate tickets. And so if people want to see it and maybe can't afford it, you might be able to get a ticket if you go look it up. For the theater, I mean. Cool. For in the theater. All right. Yeah. All righty. Okay. okay. So, murder at the end of the road. Or end of the No, at the end of the world. End of the world. <laughs> end of, it's, it's, it's the end of the road, too. No, the end of the world. You're right. Okay. So, fourth episode. All right. So, I guess let's let AJ jump in. And I'm just going to put you guys on mute for a second while I get a Band-Aid because... I just like dripped blood on the floor and onto my shirt. I gotta get a band aid. Yeah, stop bleeding. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put you on that for a sec. That's, 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 that's a hell of a paper cut. I know. I was gonna say that's a really bad paper cut. You know, it was like a file folder, so it wasn't just like one piece of paper. Oh, like, never cut yeah. File folder, it's really bad. Yeah. Almost yeah. like a knife. Yeah. Yeah. All right, hang on. You talk. So anyway. Um, so obviously those of you in podcast land don't know, um, but when Karen watched the episode, she texted um, that she felt like the, the name of the show is a play on words, basically. And I agree after seeing this episode because I feel like I think um, she said this last, but yeah. A- Andrew, Andy, what the, how yeah. was Andy. Okay, so yeah, Andrew, and Andy, I feel like has gathered all these people together. Um, for an end-of-the-world scenario, kind of like getting the, the best minds um, together for when the you know to start the world over when it goes boom. Um, in this case, I think it's going to go. It's going to we're getting an ice age the way uh, they the way uh, Sean was talking um, when they were in the car ride, and she was you know like she's like I helped you know I helped do all this and you know it, it's definitely heavily implied that. Uh, it's an end of the world scenario, not uh, not we're at the end of the world because they're in Iceland, which isn't the end of the world. So that never really made any sense to me in the first place. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta say, actually, I feel like nothing really happened in this episode. I, I did like I did like the flashback. Um, I really enjoy the flashback, getting to see more of. I, I like the way they did the flash flash overall. Because we see the end moment, except for the very last second. And they kind of have traced it backwards. You know, it's like they, they gave us the finale of, of the flashbacks. And then, you know, we're seeing them become friends and a couple and everything. So I really enjoy their uh, their stuff there. At, the, the on, at Iceland, though, not a lot really happened. They were in the bunker. Then they were 
quarantine to yeah, the rooms. Yeah, a lot rooms. of them trekking through the snow and trying to get yeah, through the snow. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just feel like, I feel like there was a lot of exposition um, done in a way that it didn't feel like exposition, you know. Um, I feel like her, her telling Darby, you know, stuff that she knows, you know, it, it, you know, I mean, exposition happens all the time in TV and everything, and it doesn't. It, it it only works when it doesn't feel like exposition. Exposition, and I don't want to make it sound like I felt like, you know, I didn't like it. Um, but after I thought about the episode, I was like, wow, nothing happened in this episode, really. Um, so that was a little disappointing. When did, when did this episode end? Because I I watched I think I, I watched the next episode. The, epi- the episode the ends trailer. when she. I was so mad. Last the time episode, we had a preview, there was no trailer. The, the episode ends with the kid sneezing and her realizing that she think, she's pretty sure that Bill's the father of the kid. Okay, and so that is after the car accident and all of the – how can you say nothing yeah. happened with that car accident and all that? I mean – Well, I mean, there was a car accident, oh, but, I mean – I feel kind of like he did. I, I get like, what he's saying. It's not that nothing happened, but it's like most of the episode was them, like I said, trekking around in the snow. the snow. And then in the end, they just end up back there anyway. Like, they didn't do a whole lot because they spent the whole episode out. It didn't really. Pro- All right, let me put this way. That's what I it felt. It didn't like. really progress, except for the little bit of information that we find out, which is what led you to believe, and all of us, I think, that, the, you know, the title is a play on words that we're, we're witnessing uh, and end of the world type scenario here. Um, it was, it didn't really move the story forward is I guess what I mean by nothing happened. Again, not oh, that I, I didn't mean, like the episode. I enjoyed the episode. I just feel like not a lot happened. I, I, so I, I felt like there's the part where Darby is convinced that Sean is not the hacker because of the little test she gave her. Yes. And then when they're in the car, it becomes clear, like, oh, my God, Sean, Sean is hacked, a hacker. Like, she hacked the car. Sean, Sean is a hacker. hacker. And then Sean's helmet gets hacked. And so by the end of it, we're like, uh, okay, so it looks like Sean's not the hacker after, not the killer after all, right? Like, that yeah. was sort of what yeah. I wanted Sean to be in this episode. Um, you know, and I think, although I'm not sure, pro- she probably can hotwire cars that maybe can't do a lot of other hacking. We don't know. But I just got to say, well, she kind of says that. Huh? Sorry. She kind of said that when Darby gave her the funny look, yeah, and no. she's like, she goes, "I know my way around." Um, whatever the vehicle. Heck I forget exactly. It, it used to be you didn't have to know computers <laughs> or to uh, hotwire a car. Now you have to know all that stuff. Um, well, it's not. It's not that she you know, I mean, it's that, it's that she's a NASA trained astronaut who has driven a moon rover and right. flown a spaceship. And so, yeah, knew, exactly. Like that, that's how she knew how to do that. I think, like that's like, true, probably. Yeah, like she, that's she, what she, she implied. Her way around code that controls a vehicle, but it sure Which doesn't did necessarily make her right? But it sure did um, look for a minute there like she could have been the one, right? And and yeah. Darby for sure thinks she could have been. It could be her. Yeah. Um, I just wow. to say, you know, there's been a lot of we've seen shows before when people are like running out of air. I really thought that it was cool and thought, why – they don't usually do that. you like, why didn't I think of that? They don't usually do that. Like, they're like, well, we're just going to give her a tracheotomy and then she'll breathe fine. I thought that was, like, really kind of ingenious and an interesting thing to do because I've, I don't think I've ever seen that on a show before. Lots of things where people are running out of air, but never would they done that. And that's a dumb well, thing to right, say, but I don't know. I just I thought it was kind of cool. 
I mean, on most shows, there's not a person present who knows how to do it, and there was not a person who knew how to do it on this show. Like, Andy could have killed her. Right? Yeah, and that's or, the other thing. The one who was supposedly the doctor was starting to do it, and then he grabs the knife and slit her neck, which I thought was kind of a little, uh, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I still thought it was a cool scene. I mean, and she says, like, I've never done it. She's not a surgeon. She's not an ER doc. She's like a no. concierge doctor for a rich dude. And she's like, True. I've never but done it. I saw some once in med school, right? But I'm just saying, at least he's a doctor and went to med school. So in the end, why did he grab the I guess she got nervous, and he's like, well, he because, well, I mean, it yeah. speaks to his personality, maybe, no, of being does. an overconfident asshole. Um, but also, the other side of that is of being a person who can act in an emergency. Like, just because you're a yes. doctor doesn't mean you're able to do that. That is true. Like, that is true. And in the end, it saves their life. So. Most doctors yeah, doctors do no harm. Yeah, a doctor won't necessarily take that risk. Um, or know how, to do, right? or know how to do it. Or even know yeah. how to do it. Like, I wouldn't trust yeah. most of my doctors that I go to to slip, slap my neck <laughs> yeah. I couldn't breathe, no, right? I mean, the thing is, it's like it, when you're in a life or death situation like that, it's kind of like he does it or she dies. So either she might die or she dies well, before, yeah. you know? The thing is, is when you do that on TV, they can do that. But in real life, especially why a lot of times, like why a doctor won't too, is, and that's where, I don't know, things are so messed up nowadays. Like even if you try to save somebody's life, like, if they were going to die and you did that, and then they died because you did that, you could still go to prison for it, even though you tried to save their life. Yeah. Like, the way things are nowadays, because everybody's too happy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of states have a good Samaritan law, and you're protected from that. Like, I believe yeah, I sometimes. <laughs> good but Samaritan I, law well, protects you. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know enough about it. But uh, but I know a doctor is kind of like, do no harm. They're, they might be afraid to do it if they don't feel confident doing it where they needed him to do it. And he saved your life, so it worked. Um, but obviously, whether it was, there may not have been another victim per se. It was another attempted murder that took place. Now, the quite, my I question, mean, my biggest question is, who was the intended target? Was it actually her and they knew they were going to sneak out, or was it him? I mean, because we don't know who originally they thought was going to get that suit. I thought about that. Or did they well, know she had the suit and then they hacked it, like from Wi-Fi? Sorry. How about this? Was it even real, or did Andy and Sean set it up to cover their own tracks? Because Darby is, like, coming out of the, like, she's coming out of the drugs, coming out of the whatever she, they gave her, right, the sedative, uh-huh. and she doesn't really know what's going on, and, you know, she, she wakes up, she doesn't wake up, and, like, she didn't really... Well, I mean, I, I would say if Darby Sean's in on it, because I don't think you would want somebody to cut into your neck and hope you don't die. So if, if one of them is, I don't think she is. But, like, what we saw, what Darby saw, like, like that Darby true. was, was drugged out. She could have thought Darby is an unreliable, Darby's an unreliable narrator. narrator. You're right. In that right. scene. And later, we see all this hallucination with, like, you know, Leah's sitting in her room, Zoomer's in her room, whatever, and there's a point where she says, like, where's Sean? And Lee's like, oh, she's in her room resting. She's fine. And I'm like, she's resting? She's fine? She has, like, a slit and a tube in her, like, what? Well, she said, and, she said, she said recovering. She said recovering. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if she said fine. But, yeah, you're right. Technically, they could have not really cut open her neck and just pretended to, and Darby would have not known that because we don't know for sure exactly what, how, how um, lucid she was. 
You're not wrong. Well, what, I mean, what did it for me partly was when Lee, Lee does say she's in her room, right? She's in her room recovering. And I'm like, really? You're not in, like, the medical suite with a – Yeah, they kept Darby in the medical suite but didn't keep her in there. That's a good That's a good point. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's probably not – I'm probably not correct about this. It was just a thing I thought about that I was like, does Darby know what she saw? Did Darby see what she saw in that scene? And it's also probably because I just – Sean is not one of my favorite characters on this show and seems a little sketchy and untrustworthy. Um, and I just feel like, and maybe I'm and, wrong. Oh, wait, wait, and one I'm, more thing. Sorry, go ahead. And because by, by Sean's own words, she has been hand in hand with Andy the entire way that he's setting off all the of the world shit and building everything and she knows everything about everything and if he's going to have an accomplice, it's going to be her. Possibly, but like I said, the question is if it's not her, and we don't know, but if, if it's neither of them, or not, well, it doesn't really matter if it's him or not, but if it's not her, was the suit, and this is what I was getting at before, did somebody do something to the suit to kill whoever put it on, not knowing who was going to wear the suit, or was it something that could have been hacked from outside the suit after they knew she was wearing it? That's kind of my biggest question. But I was just going to say, I don't think it's Andy just because I think that's too obvious. That's why I don't think it's Andy. I, I don't know, but I don't think it is. I just feel like it's like that's what they want you to think. And I don't expect this to be some simple answer that no. we pick up on right away. <laughs> that's my, my opinion. Anyway. I mean, I, I kind of feel like maybe it's Lee uh, because she's yeah, could weird be. and because Britt Marling plays her, and she's, like, had a very, like, she's, she's a writer and a star, and she's had a very minor supporting role so far in the show. She has not really taken a center of anything. I got to say, yet, right? I, I don't really, yeah, I don't I don't see um, Britt as, as a starring role in this one. I th- You know, I think it's, um, I think maybe, you know, She's done the starring thing a couple of times. Right I, I I almost I almost feel like <clears throat> she intentionally is kind of a side character. Yeah. Well, well, I think Jamie, if it's somebody else, that it was a crime of opportunity, and once they knew that Sean and and uh, I mean I kind of knew. So let me cut back from that. I kind of knew something was going to go wrong with the helmet because shot where they get in the car and they take their helmets off and Darby puts them both in the back seat was so obvious that I was like, oh, something's going on. With, what's going to happen with these helmets? Are they going to, I was like, don't put your helmet back there. Don't forget your helmet. What? what? Um, yeah, you know, you, now that you said that, though, so that means she took it off in between, so it wasn't affected until after. Yeah, and why did it all of a sudden start running out of air is the other thing, unless it was like a trigger, like a, you know, when she tried to take it off the second time that somehow... You know, well, that's a also made me think it was fake. Like, they both had their helmets off in the car, and then they get in a car accident. And they are somehow – oh, I know why, because Sean supposedly put the helmet on when she made a, when she made a makeshift stretcher to drag Darby back yeah, to the hotel, right? Yeah, why did put Darby's helmet on? That was my other question. Like, both the helmets right? are in the car. She's going to freeze to death. She puts her own on and doesn't put Darby's on, but she's supposed to be trying to save her. That, I thought, was odd. But I think that might have just been a nitpick. But I still think that was odd. I think the helmet could have been thrown from the vehicle and lost. That's, it could have damaged, right? I mean, there could yeah, be a it's bunch possible. of It's possible. Uh, there could be. But, I, you know, Darby never saw her 
put it on. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I just feel like there was a lot going on there that was not. Um, I don't know. Um, anyway, those are my thoughts on that. Um, I, so the flashback, or the flashback, is when Bill and Darby met another woman at some coroner's office and helped identify a victim, one of the silver victims, right? That's what happened yeah. in the flashback. Yeah. And it's also the first time they have sex, which mm-hmm. a, a little part of me was like, I'm not sure I really needed this part of their flashback. Like, I actually found the flashback a little less int- – I thought it was boring. I found it a little well, less interesting than it has been in previous weeks. How's that? I think there were two important – Although I think this part came from a, a flashback the other week, I was going to say the one important thing was was showing that he had that thing with sneezing. I think that was the one thing we took out of it. Yeah. Well, the other yeah. thing, That's this important. might have been from. I think this might have been from the other episode, not from this one. But there was I can't remember for sure. But there was that conversation she had with him where he said that that psychic told him that he was going to have a kid with yeah, somebody he only slept with once. Earlier in the episode. Was that the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was, so that that was, was this episode too. Yeah, was, and he said that. You know, he said that's why he wanted to have kids. Which I, you know, I did not even think of at that point when he said it. Oh, maybe that's his kid. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. Oh, I did. But. Yeah, I definitely thought that that was. The, I, I yeah. felt like that was definitely not a throwaway line. I knew that was going to play in, and then the finale, the end of the episode. I'm like, oh yeah, there you go. Now I had forgot. Like I, I fell for it a little bit. I had forgotten. I've forgotten. It just wasn't on my mind that he has slept with Lee. When he says that thing, like, it's going to be someone I slept with only once, I didn't really think of it. When the kid sneezes, that's when I was like, oh, my God, he slept with Lee. That's his yeah. kid, well, right? We knew, he slept with, we knew he slept with Lee. She said that. I know. I just put it out of yeah. my mind because it, it wasn't like it's oh, not, okay. it just was out of my mind. So when it happens, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He slept with Lee. It just, like, like it worked on me. Like, that's what the that's what they wanted was for you to kind of forget about it. And so I had the sort of like wow moment there, which was great. Um, I, I mean, could it be possible that Andy was onto them and would kill Bill? Uh, I don't know. And I also think if you if you just want to kill the guy who's up with your wife, like you don't invite 10 people to Iceland and like have this big mm. deal and shoot with morphine. You just, right? Like he's rich. You could kill him anytime. Um, uh this is not the way to kill the person. And and obviously there's a bigger thing going on. Like whatever Bill and Rohan found out, Rowan found out, I said Rohan like they were the writers of Rohan and Lord of the Rings. Um, whatever Bill and Rowan found out um, was not just like, oh, you're the father of the baby, right? Like, oh, also this episode. So like another big thing in this episode, like, okay, do you think it was boring going around the snow? They found the lifeboat, like, Rowan has pre-positioned the lifeboat from his yacht. Someone is on Rowan's yacht off the coast somewhere, right? Yeah, I think it was supposed to be the one that he was signaling, that that was how he was going to go see them. Yes, but it was named, it's called Lost Causes, right? Is that the name of it? Which is hilarious that the ship is called Lost Causes. Yeah, I got to go to that. Lost Cause? Lost Cause? Yeah, Lost Cause. Uh, um, I got to get to that. that. My brain I don't know really how you missed it, Jamie. I caught it. I remember seeing it, but I, I don't I remember chuckled. seeing Lost Cause. That's awesome. I don't, don't remember that. <laughs> the previous name maybe, of our podcast. Maybe they listened to – I was going to say, maybe they listened to us talk about <laughs> – There you go. No, that would 
would be cool though. We could we could pretend, right? Yeah. Um but like he has his lifeboat from his like he went off the radar for like ten years. Like he hasn't been seen since like two thousand six till he shows up and at this conference or whatever, um, or whatever Darby found out, he'd been, like, off the radar for a long time, and and this boat was missing, and they show up here, and now he's got the Zodiac, like, pre-positioned. Obviously, this is his escape route. He's got a pre-positioned, so he can escape when he needs to, and he was signaling. Yes, I believe, Jamie, you're right. He was signaling to the Lost Cause ship off the coast. And now they seem to not be there anymore because he, who knows, he missed his, like, I think Darby speculates he missed his check-in or, or it's because of the storm. Maybe they had to move away because of the storm, right? Um, but, like, that's a huge, like, development in terms of, like, what Bill and Rowan had planned. Mm-hmm. That they had an escape boat ready. We think. I mean, I think it's an escape boat. I don't think there's like an, a, a, like a bunch of soldiers out there to come invade. It, like no one's coming on the land. It's for that. Like, you know, no one's coming on. Coming in. It's for them to get away. Its name was, and I thought you guys. I was like, I know we didn't say that. It's what you. I think you. Um, what do I want to say? Did that? I make it up. You saw what it's you not wanted lost to see. It was called Last Chance, not Lost Cause. Oh, Last Chance. It's called Last Chance, I not like, Lost Cause. Yes, the last, uh, the last chance, um, yeah. which is interesting. Okay, so that's in this called Last Chance, because if we think that the title is referring to Andy's, like Andy believes that, that climate change is going to, like, bring about the end of civilization in the next, like, 20 years, he believes, or whatever he believes, right? Like, he believes all the climate predictions are, like, a century off, and it's coming soon. And it's kind of interesting that this boat is called Last Chance. Um, although Rowan went away, 2006 or 2016, I forget. He he went on that boat and disappeared a long time ago. Went off the grid. Um, but anyway, um, I was a little frustrated we didn't find anything about the giant hole in the ground, and we probably won't for a while, right? The crater, the invasion crater. Um yeah. I mean, so I thought this episode also felt really long. Like, I was convinced I had watched two episodes when it was over. And maybe that's because, as you guys say, there's, like, so much walking around in the snow, walking around the snow, walking around the snow. And then I also thought the flashback was a little slow and not as interesting. Like, this whole bit about them helping identify a body in the real world seemed like not that exciting and I guess maybe it was just a setup for them to like have their first sex like uh, okay that was a dumb thing to say for them to consummate their relationship as we know they went to be to have their first sex is definitely <laughs> a better way to say it sound like it sound, yeah that, that was that was definitely good <laughs> to have their first sex <laughs> I talk good uh <laughs> Uh, like it was kind of all set up. Like that was kind of anticlimactic that they identified this body because I didn't feel like it was. I'm like, who is like? It didn't feel like. I don't know. 
sometimes these flashbacks feel like out of order or disconnected or disjointed. I think they are out of order sometimes. We don't really know that it's a linear set of flashbacks, right? No, yeah, we, we don't, don't think with they are. There's a good chance it probably isn't, I would um, say. I I don't think they are. I, I mean, uh, we are seeing more and more what a good guy Bill is. Like, Bill, like, puts her off at first, right? Like, she really wants to have sex, and he's like, no, um, we're not doing this now. And because he feels like maybe she's not ready, maybe he's taking advantage. Like, he's very sensitive to the fact that, like, he's out here, we're out here, like, what is it? We're out here investigating women who've been harmed by men, and I'm a man, and I have feelings about this. And he doesn't want to, like, he's, yeah. like, worried about about what, what Darby's feeling. Uh, first of all, as a very young person who we don't know, but I don't know if she even ever had a boyfriend before this. Um, we don't know that. Um, and that, you know, like, it's a traumatic atmosphere they're in, I guess. Um He was a good guy, sort of, except for the part where he then goes and, like, leaves her. And I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, it felt really long. I felt I was convinced I'd watched two episodes. I'm like, I've been watching this for, like, two hours. This is a really long episode. And probably it was See, the same hour it always is, right? And that's funny because I felt like it went really quick. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Oh my God, they're still walking around." Like they walked around the street maybe, for a long which, time. Which, which is maybe why I felt like nothing happened because I was like, "It's over already." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I don't know. I it, it's funny that I that whole bit with the helmet on and not being able to breathe was a little. You know, I've been watching for all mankind and. I watched an episode like either right before or right after this and it was yet another episode where someone almost like runs out of air in their spacesuit. Uh, you know, like you know how many people I've seen die in their spacesuit in five in four seasons of For All Mankind? A lot. A lot. <laughs> like I was like thinking four or five people, people. die in their spacesuit too. Well, not die. I was thinking the doctor, he didn't die. He he well, we actually had issues. <laughs> Yeah, actually, on for all mankind, two people did run outside on the moon with no space suits on, and they had to like, uh, whatever. I don't want to ruin for you if you ever watch it, but some people did run outside into the moon with no space suits, and it was like, if you hold your breath, you might be okay, but they weren't okay. Um, but whatever, yeah, I mean, a lot of people like suffering in their helmet. Not, not everybody can be Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I did think it was kind of really scary, um, this idea that her helmet could be hacked and they're unable to get it off, and they're even trying to smash the glass, and they can't because Andy has engineered, like, such a perfect impenetrable suit so you could never, like, be, get any biological or chemical weapon. Like, I get it, but I'm like, God, you're, like, you're really not that, like, this is why all super geniuses need to have, like, a manual switch that will just unhook it if the computer doesn't work, right? Like, this is why AI is going to kill us. I just saw this AI thing on TV, like, some people on the news, and they were like, yeah, well, what if you program AI to, like, cure climate change? And they're like, you know who's causing climate change? The humans. Let's get rid of them, and then the climate will be fine. 
And you know, <laughs> I'm like, this is why this is why we need the like literal off switch on the side of the, of, you know, like this is like Andy has this perfect like. I mean, there's a part of this show that is about the perils of technology, and like putting your trust in technology um, can be great and also very dangerous, right? That's definitely a part of the show. Yeah. And the technology, I love the, like what? I love the part when the Go jerk, ahead. when the when the jerk is like, he's like he's like damn millennials, and and the and the the, the film guy goes, she's not a millennial. I'm a millennial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was pretty funny. And that guy, that guy gets some good lines now and then. He's got a small role for now. Um, I mean, I don't know how many more episodes, but this has a little bit of a, you know how the fall of the House of Usher, like every week was a different sibling and there were like some yeah. of them were playing a this pretty a small role until all of a sudden it was their a different week. murder or attempted murder each time. Yeah, this is That's this, this is, like this you is, have this is a weekly Indian. Yeah. 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 I also enjoyed the part where like Sean and, and Darby were talking about all the other guests and like what about this person, what about that person? And the Joan Chen character, the the lady from China Right or she's, I mean, she's Chinese, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, and like, why is she even here? She hates technology, right? Like, her work is the direct opposite of Andy's. And like, I mean, I have also wondered about some of these characters who haven't done anything. And I'm like, why are they here? What is their like? I'm looking forward to each of them yeah. getting there, getting murdered, and we can learn more about them. Um, I, I also didn't mind that you know that scene where they're all locked underground because. The security jerk is his name Todd. Um, that mean security guy. Yeah, Todd. Uh, yeah, Todd. Uh, had the, the Todd and like when they were all sort of arguing and they're yelling at Todd and they're yelling at each other and they're like, "You can't keep it." Down. I mean, they were right, and Todd's yeah. a jerk. Um, but like people in their room. We haven't gotten too many. Like the group, the ensemble together is pretty good. Like we haven't seen the group lately and I, I don't know, I enjoyed them being sort of I don't know, a little united or a little like I mean they were all right and they were all kind of arguing their piece and talking a little and we don't I know that this is a Darby POV show, but um like I, I guess it was just nice to see a little more of them and a little more out of them. Too bad one of them's gonna die every week. Although nobody actually died this week, right? Like, no. Like Sean is no, almost killed, count. or she's maybe almost killed. Um, there's an attempt on her life, and she yeah. survives. Uh, so, like, I guess somebody's not going to die every week. Um, hey, did you guys wonder why that car was sitting down there at the guard shack, and no one's in the guard shack? Like, yeah, I was I wondering about why. that. Because they needed a car to get across the snow in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Thank you, that. Jamie. That's why. I can I can see like this big storm is coming. You'd be like, hey, guard, it's not safe in your shop. Come up to the house, right? But then wouldn't he take the car to get to the house? Like, why would you just leave the car there? In the why wouldn't you bring the car, right? Like that was kind of yeah. very convenient for the car to be sitting there. Yep. 
Like I was wondering if I'm gonna find like a dead body in the snow, like the driver dead in the snow, or like who whose car is that, right? Why is it maybe, down there? Maybe they were hiding in the car, and then hey, that's how they messed with the helmet. They were hiding in the back seat, and we didn't. Yeah, know. <laughs> I'm like I could see <laughs> taking a car. Like I could see the guard shack's really far from the hotel, and you have to drive back and forth. But how yeah. did it come to be there with no driver? And right, like, like yeah, why okay. would you leave it? Right, like that was. Like, did something bad happen down there, or was it part of a set? Like, is there a bigger setup going on that Darby's falling for, or that, or that's not falling for, but something was set up that went wrong, or something? Like, it's just why is that car there? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, it definitely crossed my mind. And, and if you lived in like Blizzard Town like that, wouldn't you have a garage? Like, who wants to dig that car out of six feet of snow after the storm's over? <laughs> Like, put it in a garage. Blizzard yeah, that's pretty suspicious. Yeah. yeah. So, um, still enjoy. I mean, still enjoying. I enjoyed it, right? Like, if if you yeah. think it was slower, like, you, what is this episode four? Like, it makes sense that you're going to yeah. get into some episodes that are about moving characters around the table. And I mean, I think if we know Britt Marling and and Zach, Baz, Val. Val. I don't even, I don't even Val. try to pronounce last names. Val, If we know Brit, if we know Brit and Val, there's probably very little that's throwaway in any episode, and that eventually this is going to make. We're going to be like, remember when we talked about episode four? We were like, what the hell was that in the snow for an hour? And it's going to like all make yeah. sense to us like two or three weeks from now, right? Yeah. Well, you know, that, and that's the thing. I mean, whatever whatever we think we're watching, we're not. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I think yeah, you're right. We'll find out. Probably. Whatever we think we're watching, oh, we're okay. not. All right. All righty. Um, the only other thing, right, sorry, I did want to mention, I was trying to get the the date before, because I hate when I look up stuff and I'm like, uh, it's coming up <laughs> and I never know for sure what date it was. I'm just going to say I, um, that the other thing that I did see was Archie and I can't, what the hell is the Archie? Of it? Like Archie yeah. Comics? Like Riverdale? No. Yeah. Um, no? It's, it's on, it starts December 7th on Box. No, it's a um, biopic on Cary Grant. It's the Jason Isaac show. I did oh, watch his that. Real name which I actually think, yeah. found out yeah. now after the fact. I think I'm doing an interview. <laughs> which, Karen, you know why that's funny, but because uh, you heard my other conversation. But um, anyway, uh, it's good. I liked it. I didn't really know anything about Cary Grant because he was kind of before my time. Um, so okay, he's before he's before my time. Also, he's before, before my your time. Time. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like I was, I think, like four when he died. So. I mean, he was, like, way before. <laughs> you were probably little when he was out. But uh, um, so I'm surprised, Jamie, that you would watch that just because you're not, like, a, a, a necessarily a student of or a fan of older films. Like, you, you don't watch black and white movies that much. You don't watch old movies that, like, his work is not something that, like, I'm just surprised that you got into yeah, that. Well, and, if, might, and if you're going to watch might, a biopic, that it was that person. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Brit Box. So sometimes I, I try to watch the Brit Box because 
But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I watched it because of Jason and because I covered it, but um, but I, I liked it. Wait, I it wait, 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 wait. Jason Isaacs is in the character yeah, biopic. Is that I thought what you were telling that. me? Sorry. I guess no. I ran that together. I thought you understood that. Jason Isaacs plays Cary Grant. Yeah, I understood okay. that. I okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, that's why I said it. Anyway, so, yes, Jason Isaacs plays Cary Grant, and he – um, I mean, he completely transforms. He does a good job, but it was good. I, I liked hearing about him, even though like, you're right. I wouldn't watch Cary Grant movies. Let's be honest because they're, they're old and I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have a reason to see them, but you know, he's somebody you hear about a lot. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I did like hmm. it. I don't, I don't tend to watch biopics, but, um, I just think it was pretty good regardless of Jason. I mean, I think it was pretty good. He was really good at it, but I think it was also pretty good, pretty good story. It was interesting. But that comes okay. out the seventh on uh, BritBox. Okay. But yeah, I, I I tend to watch a lot of stuff on BritBox because I like the British shows, and a lot of times they're better than our shows. Let's let's be honest. Well, so. I mean, British shows tend to sometimes have a very short season. Like sometimes it'll only be like six episodes or whatever. Yeah, this they, this is only they, four they, episodes. They tend to have very short. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, okay, that's cool. We'll have to look out for that. I like Cary Grant. I've seen a lot of his movies. I think he's a fantastic comedian, great comedic actor in many, many uh, uh, fantastic old movies. Um, I mean, dramatic actor too, but like, like you know, great um, comedic rapport with so many of the great actresses. Um, uh, that might be really interesting to watch. I might check it out. Yeah. So, um, in other news, today, would it come out today that Star Trek Discovery has a premiere date for the final season that's coming out in April? Um, I did not know that. And Yeah. Uh, so, they didn't have a date in April, but it, it's coming in April. And I think um, they're saying that it's going to be a little more um, – episodic adventure of the weekish kind of thing. I mean, it's still a serialized show, right? Um, but they're going to have, like, more episodic adventures every week. Um, uh, which I think will be, you know, uh, great for this final season. I mean, that's working so well with um, Strange of the Worlds, right? Um, yeah. Uh, Discovery has, like, been focused, really had, like, one major, like, through line for the entire season, and every episode, like, follows into the next, into the next. You know, it's very serialized, I think, in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah, last season was not the strongest. No, I agree with you. We both, we both had um, issues with last season. Yeah. Um, so... The other that's coming... Back. I was going to say also Leverage comes back um, in the beginning of the year. They announced that today, too. Um, I can't remember if you guys watched that. but Yeah, and also today um, Apple announced that they renewed Foundation for Season 3, but I don't oh, know when it's coming, Like, but Foundation is obviously a show that takes like forever to make, right? It's like <laughs> hella expensive <laughs> and like yeah, huge like, special effects and just incredible, like, sets and costumes and everything. And, I mean, even though the story's already told, the script is whatever. 
Like, so I don't know. I, I didn't. I, 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 so I got the you get the press release in your email today from Apple, Jamie. That's how I heard about it. Um, they sent out a press no, release, I, and it, it was did. It, it was really weird. Long. It was like a thousand, it was like a thousand words. Uh, and so I I read like, and I was trying to watch oh. Doctor Who. So I just like skimmed it, and I didn't see a date, but I assume it's 2025. I don't know, but do me a favor and forward that. I don't know why I did not get that, and I should have, because usually if you've got no. it, I've got. But I did not I'll see it. it. Yeah. I somehow ended up in my junk box, which is possible. But, I might have uh, got it because I did the invasion coverage, and maybe they have me like, even though you're, yeah, maybe. Even, you're the, even though you're the boss of Sci-Fi Vision, maybe they have me down as their Sci-Fi well, person. You got it. I, yeah, because I was going to say I'm the one that did the the foundation interview, so that's kind of funny. But I do, right? You never know. Yeah, you never know. I'll um, shoot it over to you. Thanks. Um, uh, but yeah, that was. I need so. to see the end of. Um. Okay, well, is there anything else? I think that's... Anybody else? Anything good? I told you guys I finally saw everything everywhere all at once. Um, oh, really yes. Good. How'd you like it? Uh, it took me a little while to get into it. Like, in the beginning of the movie, I, you know, it takes a long time with the setup with um with the characters, Waymond and... What's the wife's name? I forget her name. Um, the Michelle Yeoh character. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, and then Waymond is the husband, and and there's a big, there's a lot of setup going on there um, with their life, you know, and their daughter and everything, and I get it, but, and then it takes a long time to, uh, it was a long movie, and for the first, it took me a while to get into it. I did not love it from the start, let's put it that way. Um, But by the, you know, by the second half of the film, um, I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, I think it deserves to have been the best picture of last year. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, even though I didn't see yeah, every picture it. of last year, but <laughs> I thought it was great. Um, uh, her name is Evelyn. Evelyn and Raymond and, Evelyn, and their yeah, daughter. Right. There's huge setup in the beginning. Um, and, you know, it might be, it might have taken me a long time to get hooked because Evelyn is sort of a not sympathetic character. Like, her husband, Waymond, is just the nicest guy ever, and she's just so annoyed by him. And, look, I'm not – I get how you – when you're married for 25 years, maybe you fall into these things or whatever, right? And I've only known this married couple for the two minutes I see them on screen. But, like, Evelyn is not instantly likable, and maybe that's what took me a while to get hooked into this movie. See, that's what that's um, what makes it so great because she's not yeah. likable at first. So that's I kind of, that's what I kind of liked about it. Yeah. Because um, it makes Jamie Lee Curtis was was amazing. Jamie Lee Curtis was amazing, almost not recognizable in the beginning, right? Um. Uh, everyone in this movie really was great. Um, it definitely is like a very original story. Um, I I like I mean I think what they did with the idea of multiple universes is something that we're familiar with. It wasn't like a totally groundbreaking you know the idea that every decision you make uh, causes a branch, um, and you know the fewer deviations you have, the universes will see the same. But the more deviations you have, the universe becomes more you know that's all familiar to the three of us from watching so many. Um, uh, different kind of shows about this, but I think the way they, I don't know, the way they did the jumping into other lives, 
was kind of interesting and the lives that Evelyn jumped into. Like, I, I love that she, you know, she, she, when she learns the Kung Fu, like she jumps into the Kung Fu version of herself and learns all this Kung Fu, which she uses to fight. But then as we pursue that longer, you see that she's like a Kung Fu movie star. And you mm-hmm. see that part where yeah. she's at the movie premiere and it comes all back around to like, she chose a life without waving. Um, and I loved how the movie for a long, long time, she's like, yeah, I did make the wrong decision. I shouldn't have married you. I've lived all these other lives without you. And they're so much better. And it takes her a really long time to come around to wanting the life that she has. Yep. And appreciating her husband and, and even her daughter. Yeah. So that was good, but I didn't love it. I expected to love it right away. It was the best picture. It's about multiple universes. It has a ton of great actors in it. I thought I was going to love this movie from the first minute. And it took me like, like after 45 minutes, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. It was, it was not <laughs> hey, this is good. <laughs> hey, hey, as long as you like it in the end, that's what matters, right? <laughs> you don't have to like yeah. it. As long yeah. as you keep watching yeah. it and you like it in the end, that's what matters. Yeah, All right. I mean, it's two well, hours and 19 minutes. It's not short, and it, it, no, it's it not took short. me, like, a chunk to get into it, yeah. So, that's oh, it. Lady. Didn't see anything else. Not much going on to you guys. I watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer this week also, and that was well, that. <laughs> Karen, you know we still have uh, Monarch, right? Oh, yeah, we have Monarch. I forgot about Monarch. Jamie's going to sign up for you guys Monarch. talk about Monarch then? <laughs> We'll talk about Monarch, because I have things to say about Monarch. Oh, I know okay. you do. I can't wait to I hear them. I still have to watch it. I just haven't. Oh, Jamie. Okay, but let's let Jamie, one guess why I didn't like this week's episode. Oh, uh, it either has a hallucination or a dream sequence or something to that effect. Hallucination. <laughs> it has an annoying flashback, but people are walking around Alaska, like, basically about to be killed in a blizzard and they're like delirious from like hypothermia and there's like a extensive hallucination scene and i was like really really uh and yeah i was like oh my god so, yeah, it wasn't so just Karen like a two minute it. hallucination there was like a shit ton of hallucination in this episode you complained that much about it's dark hilarious <laughs> so if, if it was jamie complaining we know you it's know, a little you, kid you know in the show you know what the funny <laughs> yeah. thing is jamie it wasn't even what? that that it wasn't even that it, 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 the hallucinations actually made sense and it wasn't that long but for karen a five second hallucination might as well be an hour so yeah you're right you're right talking about it all eventually all right eventually. you should watch it you can catch up yep all right all right well, have a good night guys all right, next all right. Week. bye jamie good night, bye jamie. bye good night. bye All right, so this episode takes place entirely in Alaska, um, and there is um, flashbacking and hallucinating, and uh, it ends with their rescue from Alaska, right? That's what we saw this week. Um, All right, give it to me. You obviously liked it better than I did, and I need to come to terms with the – I need to, like, get over the hallucination, but – what are you? What are your thoughts here? Um, I I I like seeing the flashback. Um, 
I was kind of surprised by the flashback, though, because I didn't realize that Kentaro was such a big deal um, until the flashback. Um, so that surprised me. I thought, you know, I thought it was kind of fun seeing, you know, um, how they met and everything. Um, him and uh, Amy? May. Oh. May. 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 I had, I, 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 I had the right letters, just the wrong order. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the thing that actually annoyed I did have an annoyance about the episode, and that was that we only had the one timeline. I was I was yeah. missing yeah. Uh, I was missing Grandma and Company. Um, the 1950s timeline. Yes, I missed that a lot. Also, yeah, I I was missing that about halfway through the episode. I said to Artie, I was like, like, are we really just getting the kids the whole episode? I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Um. So it was a little annoying. I mean, um, I, I mean, the, the episode itself was, I, I mean, I don't know. Lee, Lee was like, you know what? He needs to do do his thing, and we're going to do our thing. Um, really surprised that they didn't say, okay, why don't you know? Why don't we split up and see who gets there first, um, as opposed to letting Kintaro go on his own? Because I mean, he should have been dead. Yeah. <laughs> By himself. They should have been. I mean, dead. we see him. We see him – no, I mean, the three of them, at least they had each other. Kintaro's by himself and falls asleep in the snow and then has, you know, oh, yeah. a five-minute hallucination and, save, and has a five-minute hallucination and saves the day. So, I mean, the, um, the minute the sun went down, he should have been dead, May should have been dead. Her pants, her shoes, her socks were wet, yeah. right? And they're in, they're in Nome, Alaska in the winter at night. Um, yeah. But it's a show about Godzilla, so like we're gonna pick reality here, right? Right. Um, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, see, uh, we, we see this all the time about things not being realistic in unrealistic yeah. scenarios. But some parts have to be realistic in order for yes, you to exactly. buy the unrealistic part, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. So I thought the Kintaro flashback was too long and too extensive. And it was a way more information than I wanted or needed or really wanted about his past and how he met May and all this. I, I, I really like, okay, May and Kintara dated and now they're exes and there's tension there. It's really kind of enough for me to know how they met and adds a little bit to it. Uh, to know how they broke up will be more helpful when we get that. His whole like second guessing himself as an act, as an artist, and not wanting to let his father down was interesting to me. I mean, I didn't really care that much about it. I don't like. I want to see monsters and and where the monsters come from. And I, I'm more interested in the, the father's work with Monarch than and and then whether or not he's proud of Kantara, right? Um, yeah. I think, and I think this idea that. He was afraid to disappoint his father. Like, there's nothing we've seen from either of these two kids to indicate they didn't have a great father. They both, Kate definitely loves her father and wants to find him. She's a little pissed off about G-Day, but I get it, right? Um, and leaving him in the refugee camp. Uh, there's nothing, like, Kentaro and his mother have a shrine to the father in the house. They miss him and love him so much. There's, like, nothing to indicate he wasn't the greatest dad to both of them. 
And then yeah, there's no. this thing about, about like, I get it that we all worry about our parents, like, not being proud of us or whatever. I mean, some of us more than others or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the idea that he was so terrified that he would skip his opening rather than see his father not be proud of him felt out, to me, felt a little out of place in in the little we know about the father. Right? Yeah. Um, was that just me? Am I reading too much into it? Or was I like, do we really need, like, a third no, I, episode to be the art opening? You know, I hadn't thought that much about it, but you're you're not wrong. That It doesn't really jive with everything we've seen of their father. He might, you know, he might have been, you know, he might have had two families, been a two-timer, and been a jerk, but he seemed to, you know, but based on both kids, they had a pretty good life with their father. You know, he might have bounced in and out, but they both yeah. loved him. Very, you know, you can tell they both loved him. And, I mean, they both, you know. Yeah. I mean, Kintaro so, immediately defends him. You know, what do you mean? What do you mean? Who are you? Get out of my house. You know what? Wait, wait father. Yeah. What? What do you think? You know, he was Your very father, uh, protective. Yeah. And, and not, so it doesn't really jive, but also I don't really care. Right? Like, I mean, I I guess there's a a level that I understand if Legendary Pictures is planning to continue this franchise, are these two kids going to be the next phase kind of thing, even though this is, like, the first phase? Um, Because how long can Kurt Russell, like, you know, uh, I mean, he's pretty old and his character is even older. Um, So, I mean... I wasn't sure if this character development is because Legendary Pictures has greater plans for these two characters or because, I don't know why, because they had to fill half an hour. But I really was like, why am I watching this? I don't really care. But then we came to the the hallucinations in the night, and I was like, oh, this is even worse, right? Like, you're hallucinating that you see pencil. There's no way those were real pencil shavings. Like, he hallucinates that he sees pencil shavings in the snow that lead him to the bunker or the base or whatever you want to call it right where where he finds actually where the pencil real pencil shavings are yeah which is a little silly also like the father's leaving pencil savings everywhere um but uh i mean yeah he should have been dead there's no way he could be walking alone and he falls down he has a hallucination that may is next to him which also is kind of crazy like it's my understanding that he May is the one who's broken up about their breakup. Like, May is carrying some anger about it, right? And yeah, a little like, bit. I'm sorry, <laughs> he's not. And for him to, like, be seeing her, like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, a bunch of it didn't, like, it just felt kind of fillery to me. And almost this entire episode was dedicated to Kentaro's character development. Whereas, yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess Lee, I guess the Kurt Russell, Lee's character development really happens in the young Lee, in the Wyatt Russell scenes, and which we got none of this week. Like, yeah. we definitely have, like, we're definitely Lee, what's his last name? I forget. But Lee is definitely, I mean, he's a little, he's just a seat of his pants, larger than life, kind of a guy who I don't know if we're going to get much out of. Um, there's a couple other things about this episode that I want to point out, but what else did you, how'd you, uh, what else did you like or not like about it? 
and we didn't talk about the monster at all. Um, I enjoyed the. Uh, I actually liked the monarch. Some of the monarch stuff. Um, you know, we don't really know anything about any of these characters yet. I mean, Tim is the only character we've really seen more than once, and uh, and he got a little bit of backbone in this episode when when they're having you know having that big monarch meeting, and he's like, listen. <laughs> He's like, this is how it needs to be. And and you can see, like, the boss, even she was impressed. She was kind of like, hey. Oh, yeah. Oh. we had, Yeah, so we had all that bit um, about the, the woman out in the desert who's, like, getting some weird readings on her. That's what you're referring to? And then she calls Big Monarch. Yeah, yep. And she's like, I'm getting some weird readings. It, you know, it reminded me a bit of Tremors where there's this girl who's, like, out in the desert yeah. and she's getting weird readings and no one, she can't get a hold of headquarters and no one's listening to her and there's a monster. Uh, but she calls Big Monarch. So that was a flashback scene also, right, to, like, that's prior to Godzilla, no, that's now. San Francisco. No, that was now because she says that they haven't seen anything like that oh, since right. San Francisco. We have seen nothing like yeah, no, San Francisco, right? Yeah. That's, and that's and that's how they find out where they are. That's how they find out that they're in Alaska. Oh, right. She's like, where she's, able, she's from? able to, and, and she's like, she's able to, tra- she's able to trace it. Yes, yeah, and that was interesting. Because, but uh, see, she, see, I thought it was a flashback because they trace it to Alaska, and that's why they built the base in Alaska. Like, I thought I saw a title card that said it a couple of years ago because it, it's definitely a couple – it's definitely a flashback because no, the the bad beauty guy, that guy – well, yeah, and this is set in, like, 2025. Um, the guy, the no, agent – No, set now, is it? I think it's I thought set, this was like, set in 2025. I think it's barely ahead of us. Um. And no, one confused. reason, so one reason I think that is because when they are in the headquarters of Monarch and the woman from the from the bus calls in and she's like, I got all this information that's coming from Alaska, and they cut, like, they, 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 the agent who is on the road trying to catch Kate and... Kentaro. His name is oh, come on, the monarch agent who has a French partner who's like always after Tim. him. Tim. Um, Tim. They're like, uh, remember they, what, they're in the monarch HQ and they're talking about, and he's like, oh, hi, it's me, Tim, the nerd from the basement who none of you guys like. I thought if yeah. you got a job working for a monster agency... Like, he's there, and currently, in the current timeline, he's on the road chasing Kate and Kentaro, right? So how could he be in the basement of Monarch and one minute later be in Alaska? I think that was 2015. It's set a little bit ago. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe it's all set in 2015, but it, that had to be at least yeah, I like a year. Yeah, that had to be at least a year or two ago flashback because it, that's how I think they came to build the base in Alaska was because this woman 
is like, oh, there's all this monster activity in Alaska. They build the base, and then in 2015 or 2025 or whatever year it is, everybody winds up in Alaska at the deserted base. Does that make sense? Wouldn't that make sense? I understand what you're saying, but I feel I, – I now, now I feel like i got to watch it again. Like, why is there a base in Alaska if they just – and I just Googled. It's called the Frostvark. If the Frostvark just appeared, why was there a monarch base in Alaska in the first place? Or was it somebody else's deserted base that we don't – it's a radio station, right? Like, who – like, why was that – I mean, is it just a random – Okay, some no, other you're right. Just built – like who no, built that right. radio? No, present, present, present. Uh, that all that I don't know. But present day is 2015. Okay. So that was so current. So that whole that whole I, thing. So, is, see, see, I took it when Tim. That whole thing that Tim said, he was saying, "Yeah, you mm-hmm. just think of me as the guy in the basement." He wasn't literally in the basement. <laughs> oh, he, he wasn't. Was I thought he was literally to, like there, yeah, yeah. like. Oh, so he was he was not he, he was I thought on the he screen. was literally like there. No, he was via satellite. All right. All right, so I was wrong. But I don't know why that base was there. Like why why it was I don't know. All right, well, anyway. It didn't I mean um, it didn't necessarily have to be monarch. I mean it could have been you know what I mean? I mean I mean it yeah. could have been monarch for other reasons. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so I don't know why that station was there or how the monarchy, whatever. Anyway, um, some of the parts of this show I like best are the monarch parts. Like as much as Tim and his partner are jerks and the monarch people are all like I like like it's called Monarch, right? I like getting the background on Monarch, um, and for that reason, I I really missed the 1954, 55, 57, yeah, I whatever flashback this week, right? Yeah, not this is not the yeah. flashback we wanted. Yeah. Um, no, I I wish I had. Um, I, I, and and I like the. Um, Wyatt Russell version of Lee, and it helps me, like, understand the modern version of Lee a little bit better, right? Um, well, the current version of Lee, I feel like he is – I mean, it's Kurt Russell, so he's just great anyway. But he's more informational, you know, mm-hmm. because he, he yeah. kind of know, because he knows so much more than the kids, you know. He knows the history. He knows the secrets. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a different aspect – than what we see with the Wyatt version of Lee because he's just learning everything, you know, and that's, I think, more fun for the viewer because we're just learning too. Yeah. Hello? Did I lose you there for a sec? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I thought I was sure there. Nope. Or I'm back or whatever. Um, (laughs) So there was a couple other things in this episode that happened. So... I mean, I enjoyed seeing that monster in Alaska. It was kind of cool, right? Um, 
and it it doesn't just eat radiation, but it goes after heat. This monster, right? Like it goes after fire. It goes. I get yeah, it. It lives cool. in Alaska. Um, it was a pretty cool monster. Um, the Kurt, you know, Kurt Russell, like making the fire, or whatever. Like all that was pretty cool. He figures it all out. Um, there was one thing that so you've seen you've seen Skull Island, right? Um, yes. You've seen King of the Monsters, you've seen Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, so maybe, I've, I've seen so all maybe, Yep, I've seen all of them. So maybe it's King of the Monsters that's set a little bit in the future, but... Um, no, King uh, of the Monsters because, takes place in 2013, or is it 14? Some of King of the Monsters takes place after this timeline. They're behind King of the Monsters, Right? Because there's Godzilla. I mean, G-Day is in King of the Monsters, you're right. But the timeline, the legendary yeah. timeline for me is a little... Um, because because King of the Monsters timeline is tied a little bit to the previous Godzilla timeline, which that movie is maybe not really part of. But you have in the beginning of King of the Monsters... They're, they show the Brian Cranston thing where the wife is killed when, you know, in the reactor because Godzilla's coming and all that. And then yeah, they, King of the, yeah because, I'm sorry. King, King of the Monsters is 2014. Okay. Because that's the whole San Francisco out, thing. Because that's the whole San Francisco thing they keep talking about. Yeah, they keep talking about G-Day, yes. And and it's funny, so they make a huge deal, but in King of the Monsters, like, Godzilla freaking destroys Honolulu big, right? That's what Kate is so – like, they, he destroys Honolulu. That other monster destroys – like, there's tons of monsters destroying yeah. everything in King of the Monsters. Um, uh, okay, let me, let me stop. I'm – where I'm going with this is – in King of the Monsters, there's a bunch of different kind of monsters, right? And and in this mo- in this episode, Kintaro or somebody asks about this frost monster, and Kurt Russell says, "Look, they're titans. I've never seen two of them alike. There's no, I've never seen two that are the same, right?" And and I felt like, wait a minute, like two episodes ago, remember we saw they were in Russia and they went into that ruined like nuclear plant. And there were like one million eggs, and all those little monsters hatched out of the eggs, and and they and they killed. Uh, I mean, they they jumped all over. Uh, uh, Bill Rand, uh, the doctor, the, the lady doctor. What's her name? Whatever her name is, right? Remember that? Remember when all those little baby monsters hatched out? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I mean. He has actually seen a hundred that were alike, um, but I don't know. It just made me think. Like her name is Emiko. Um, I don't know where this show is, where this whole legendary monsters thing is going. Like we, like you're right. We've never seen two the same, um, and we really don't see two the same in the Godzilla tradition. Except, I, I, have you seen Son of Godzilla? That's a very bad movie. Um, have you seen it? No, the I original. Okay, so it's in no, the original. I, I never like, saw something like that, though. The 1950s, 60s, 70s, like, I've seen it multiple times on, do you remember the 4.30 movie in New York on Channel 11 on Monster Week? I've seen it on Monster Week several times. Um, got There's a Son of Godzilla, which is like a little guy in a 
smaller rubber Godzilla suit. Um, but I think that's the only one where we've seen like them multiply. But we saw an episode where there were eggs hatching, right? It just made me think yeah. like I'm not really sure what they're doing. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Like, I, I guess for me, it's a continuity thing. Can they breed? Can they not breed? Can they, are they like, you know, whatever. Um, I've already talked about this too much. It was just something I thought of during the episode while I was watching that frost thing, right. like, jump around. So, Kurt Russell say that. So, we're, we're <laughs> here, okay, so I just, here's well, the thing. I, I, I've got thing timelines about, figured out. Okay. And you were right. So, the original, the first Godzilla movie, that's the San Francisco G-Day. King of Monsters hasn't happened yet. So this is actually, See, this is in between. You were right. The Brian Cranston yeah, original Godzilla is G-Day. Yes. Yeah. And this is the stuff in between. And you know something I didn't even, I didn't even think about? Because I, I wasn't, because um, we haven't seen it since the first episode. This is happening parallel to Skull Island, what we're seeing now. Okay. All right. Except because, what is Skull Island it, where we saw John Goodman throw the monarch paper yes. into the ocean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Goodman is the yeah. older version of Bill Randa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, although that continuity has changed a little bit because this show told us Bill Randa was killed in Vietnam. Which makes no sense, because why? Well, like I gotta re- that's revisit that the, episode. Cover he's not, he wasn't really that's, killed. That's, 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 cover that's, story. The, that's, that's the cover story. Yeah, when he went off and did whatever, and I think they say he was killed in Vietnam, or he was killed like I have to revisit it, but they don't really say like they never say like he was shot in the Vietnam War. They just say, like, he was killed during Vietnam or something. But that's the cover story. He's not really killed. He's, he's John Goodman, right? But I, so one thing that lets you know that this is all – this show, Monarch, is happening before King of the Monsters is because in King of the Monsters, they reveal the Hollow Earth thing, right? Like the Hollow Earth theory right. of how the monsters are getting around. And that's not a thing right now in Monarch. Nobody sure. knows how they're getting around. So right. that's a giveaway that we're between movies. Because the Hollow Earth theory hasn't, hasn't even been thought of yet. Um, so that sets this in the timeline also a little bit. Um, so, um, between the I mean, two of us, so we'll figure it out eventually. We will. Um, you know what I hate most about the the, the the legendary monsterverse. I hate mm. that they call the monsters Mutos, which stands for Lord. monster. What does it stand for? Massive unidentified um, terrestrial organism. Like I wish yes. they would just call them kaiju. I wish they would just call them kaiju. I'm sorry, American audiences can understand kaiju that a Japanese yeah. word is used to to name them, and that. We all know they've been called kaiju for like 37 movies before Legendary yeah. got on it. I hate Mutos. 
Yeah, the first time I heard Mutos, I was like, that just sounds weird. <laughs> right? And they give them dopey names, like Winged Muto. I'm like, you mean like the wannabe Rodan thing? Or Eight-Legged Muto? Like, instead of like the spider monster? Like, they... Yeah. Uh, like, when I saw King of the Monsters, I was like, is that Rodan? Is that... It wasn't Rodan, right? Uh, but they were like wannabe... Uh, I hate Mutos. Like, just call them kaiju. Everyone knows they're kaiju. Especially while they are making awesome kaiju movies in Japan right now, right? Aside from from Legendary. That's my one thing I hate, but they did make it kind of cute that Bill Randa thought it up, and Bill Randa made it a thing. Yeah. So, do you think that this week's episode means that next week we're getting, like, a massive Kate flashback? and a Kate hallucination or whatever. Like, they, they really um, developed I don't think, Kintaro I don't think way that more than any other character. All right. Kintaro and May got huge development. May also this week, May's May like, thinks she's dying, and she's like, you have to call my sister. She's the only person I can talk to or whatever. And then you see some flashbacky part where her sister's calling her. Like, she gets all this, and all Kate gets is like, Stop calling me, Mom. I'll call you back, Mom. I'll call you back, Mom. Is the only thing that we know about Kate, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Don't think that far ahead, but I bet we're getting it. All right. So, All right. So it was fine. Um, anything else? Nope. No, I think we covered. I think we covered it all. I think we got our timeline okay. straight. So. Yeah. All right. So we're good. So, um, okay, so I have every intention of seeing the new Godzilla movie before I talk to you again, and I hope to give a full report on that, Godzilla Minus One, as soon as possible. All right. All right. I will probably not be seeing it right away. I mean, yeah. Well, it's a busy time of year, right? Uh, lots yeah. of stuff going on. Every every day's busy time of the year. Well, yeah, I yeah, you have like other you have like children to raise. I only have like myself to raise, so to raise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, have a good wa- week, Karen. Wait, 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 quickly. No, no, what, you can't what, hang what, up what, before what? I get the. Did you watch this with Artie? I need the Artie report every week. Did Artie like it? Are you watching this? Oh yeah, he he he's loving this. He loves the show. He felt the same way though that he was missing the 1950s part of it. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Good. I feel like Artie validates my my thoughts on these shows. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Let's wrap it. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll do it again next week. Yada yada yada. Good night. Good night, Karen.